In the wake of the riot which took place in Dublin last Thursday week, the Minister for Justice said that some Gardaí are unsure about the level of force they can use in certain circumstances. She said that she would ask the policing authority to provide clarity on what is permitted. The Irish Council for Civil Liberties and the Garda Representative Association have voiced concern, saying that it's not the role of the policing authority to decide what level of force Gardaí are allowed to use. Well, I'm joined in the studio now by Bob Collins, Chairman of the Policing Authority. Uh, Bob Collins, welcome to the programme. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Do you accept, firstly, uh, what the Minister says, that some Gardaí are unsure what level of force they can use in certain circumstances? It appears to be the case uh, that there is at least some reluctance on the part of some Gardaí to use the powers that are available to them, uh, partly because of an apprehension of what the consequences might be some way down the line. Um, That's a source of surprise to me and to the authority because the law is clear and the Code of Ethics that the authority established uh, at the beginning of 2017, one of the first things it did after after it, it came into being itself, uh, was to make quite clear um, that powers are available to Gardaí. And it says s- simply and clearly in that code, law and public safety may oblige Gardaí to use their powers. Oblige, not permit, oblige. Mm. And in those circumstances, it's difficult to um, be certain as to why there might be a reluctance or an apprehension to protect themselves, to protect the public, to deter um, illegal activity, to protect their colleagues. Um, uh, the, the, the Minister has said that she has asked you, uh, your body, the policing authority, um, to provide clarity for Gardaí. Has she made that request to you? Uh, no. The formal request that came to us from the Minister did not include that. It, it, it has asked us to uh, to advise her as to what else might be done to enhance policing performance and support the Gardaí in the use of their lawful powers, uh, to look again at the Garda response to the recommendations of the Inspectorate report, a report that the authority commissioned, uh, and uh, to look at what additional equipment, facilities, ICT, vehicles or training might be required or any changes in, in policy, procedure or law. So, 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 I mean, what, what do you think she meant then when she, if she hasn't made that request formally in, in her letter to you, which I understand came late this, this week, um, uh, what do you think she meant when she said she would be asking the authority to provide clarity for Gardaí around the use of force? I think the best person to tell you what the minister was thinking was the minister. Um, uh, uh, but I, I am, to a certain extent, uh, relieved is the wrong word, but I am pleased that that request was not made of the authority because I'm not sure that that fits within the authority's statutory remit. It's not your responsibility to tell Gardaí what force they, they should or, or should not or can or cannot be using? Well, that's a matter for the law and for their superiors and ultimately for the commissioner. Uh, and as I say, it was it, it is a source of some surprise that Gardaí feel that the risk of a complaint being made to GSOC, that's because that's what it's about, uh, might 
uh, be a consequence of their use of okay. force. But were you were you also surprised when you heard the minister saying it? And just to quote, she said, "I am asking the authority to provide that clarity for members of Angarda Shiokona so they they can feel uh, that they are uh, so they do not feel they are operating with their hands tied behind their backs. There is a role here for the authority to provide clarity to make sure that no member feels that they cannot use a certain level of force." Um, uh, what matters to the authority is what the minister has formally asked the authority to do and, and that we will do. And uh, anything else um, is thinking aloud, perhaps, but it's not, it's not an issue for us. Think, thinking aloud, you think. And, and, but but when, the, when a question, though, does arise and, and, and you've accepted it, it is there about what level of force Gardaí should or shouldn't be allowed to use uh, against uh, in a public order situation, isn't that an indication that, that Garda training is perhaps ineffective? And doesn't the authority have a role there to ensure that Garda are properly trained and know the law in relation to the use of force? Well, that is specifically a, an issue now that's identified in the minister's letter. So that is an issue that not only we will be addressing, but we have consistently addressed for as long as the authority has been in existence, seven years and 11 months, to be precise. Uh, and uh, there is, of course, a role for the uh, for the, the the commissioner and his senior colleagues. It, and the the commissioner did make it very clear on the Friday after the events uh, in in Dublin that this was within the capacity and within the competence of Gardaí uh, to do it. I was somewhat surprised uh, that. It appears, and I'm, I don't have certainty in this, it appears that no guidance or direction may have been given on the, on the day, on the evening, uh, to Gardaí. But I'm no less surprised that Gardaí didn't feel empowered to use the power that is explicitly given to them. Because Gardaí welcomed the fact that they have discretion and that that discretion is recognised as it is in the Code of Ethics. Well, then these are circumstances in which they should be pre- prepared to use it, even if the consequence is that there be a complaint made to the, to GSOC. Okay. And if there are issues or perceptions of a, a lack of of um, uh, procedural fairness in the way these are dealt with, or if there are delays uh, that can leave them in a state of limbo for a long period, well, then that's something that needs to be addressed. And there is a, a responsibility on the state to ensure that the resources available to the ombudsman are sufficient to meet the requirements placed on that body by okay. the Act. So, do you, I mean, do you, on that point, do you accept the, the concerns that are being raised by uh, the Garda representative bodies, the AGSI and, and uh, the Garda Representative Association, uh, who have uh, persistently and consistently raised uh, concerns around uh, GSOC investigations, which they say are taking up uh, months, sometimes years. They're tying up Gardaí and uh, they, they are, I suppose, um, inhibiting uh, the ability of Gardaí to, to police properly. Um, it, it, do you think they have legitimate concerns? I don't believe that any investigation being undertaken by uh, GSOC inhibits the capacity of the Gardaí to police properly. I think that would be a, a, a wildly uh, wide uh, conclusion to draw from what may be a concern uh, on their part. There is a danger that we run the risk of giving accountability a bad name in this conversation. It's important in a democracy where significant powers are given to policing services that there be accountability for the exercise of that power. Sorry, let me just finish this point for one second. Uh, And in those circumstances, uh, Gardaí 
the code of ethics says it. They have to be prepared to be to account for what for the decisions that they have taken. And uh, if there is an issue in relation to GSOC issued a statement during the week to say they don't charge people, they don't prosecute people. Every file, a relevant file, goes to the DPP. Not many files go to the DPP uh, arising from uh, complaints that are made against the Gardaí. And very a very small percentage of complaints that reach the, the, the GSOC, for example, relate to public order issues. Are GSOC investigations, though, taking too long? Well, that is like asking me how long is a piece of string. The law is very complicated in relation to the structures that, that uh, obtain uh, in the, the examination of complaints. But you have to ask that question of GSOC. OK, but uh, I'm asking you because if, a, if, if a, an officer, if a Garda is, is under GSOC investigation, um, does, that, uh, does the fact that a Guard might be tied up um, as part of a GSOC investigation for a very long time affect then that guard's ability to go out and police properly? It, it, it depends absolutely on the nature of the investigation that's taking place. Gardaí are not exempt from the law themselves. They don't want to be exempt from the law. The president of the GRA said last week that, of course, they recognise the need for accountability and they, they recognise that, uh, that that is a, a fact of democratic life in most European or all European states at the moment. But it is a matter for the commissioner to, to determine the duty status of every Garda member in the organisation. And if there is any doubt as to what the circumstances of an individual complaint to GSOC are, well, then that is a matter that has to be resolved between the commissioner and GSOC. The minister has asked you, as you've said there, to examine uh, what additional equipment, vehicles uh, or training are needed and if any changes to the law are required to assist Gardaí in dealing with public order policing. Do you... Um, do you anticipate that you would be recommending any changes to the law? Well, we received a letter on Thursday. We're meeting um, uh, at the end of this week uh, to consider what next steps are available to the authority. We will have a public me a meeting streamed uh, publicly on uh, the 19th of December uh, at which we will engage with the Commission in relation to all of the events that have taken place uh, Well, that on Thursday and, and since then. Um, we, it, of course, is something that we will review and whether we believe there are, there are um, legislative amendments that would be desirable or necessary and that would assist the Gardaí. We have, uh, the authority has a responsibility um, which it discharges every year to advise the minister on uh, its view of the resource, the adequacy of the resources available to the Gardaí. And in the last number of, uh, of years, we have been emphasising the fact that there, uh, that there are significant gaps in that area. Uh, in a letter that I wrote to the minister in April of this year, we were saying it was abundantly clear that the demands, current demands on policing are not adequately met by the resources that are currently available. Now, a key influencer on in that in terms of Garda numbers has been the impact of COVID-19. I read one journalist some time ago saying that this was an, ex an argument that was wearing thin when it was made by the minister. But facts don't wear thin. Facts are enduring. And that is a reality of the consequence. They would be, there would be a thousand more roughly Gardaí uh, functioning now, but for COVID. Okay. And it will and take time to catch up on and, that. And, and, and there has been a lot of focus on the strength of the force or, or the, the inadequacy uh, of the strength of the force. The Garda website says the strength of the force currently is 13,940 guards um, in the force. What, what's the appropriate number um, needed to police the country properly? Well, the, 
this is not this is not an arithmetical quiz, Justin. This is a very serious question about the uh, adequacy of the Garda numbers. Fifteen thousand was a target identified in in 2017 by government. It would be at fifteen thousand now, but for COVID. Uh, I don't think anybody in the Garda Shikona accepts that 15,000 is the maximum. It shouldn't be. The Commissioner has identified the need for more Garda. There is a challenge to to produce more Garda and still at the same time have be certain of the adequacy of the training that's given to Garda at their formation stage. Uh, this is not just because of limitations on the, uh, the policing college, but that is a, a fact of life. Uh, but it is also to ensure that the training is not compromised uh, in the interest of, of getting more Gardaí through the system. And there needs to be innovative thinking uh, in relation to what steps can be taken to achieve that. And this is one of the issues that we've been engaging with the Commissioner on for quite some time. Do, do you have any concerns about the decision which was taken and announced by the Garda Commissioner this week um, to uh, bring forward the start date for the next class of Garda recruits to the 27th, 28th of December and to uh, allow the current class to finish their training early so that they can get on the streets before Christmas? This is always a source of concern to us. It happened uh, at the beginning of COVID in March 2020 and a number of uh, classes were uh, were graduated, uh, tested in advance simply so that they would have some measure of police powers. They don't have full police powers after attestation. Uh, they are assisting um, Gardaí and then they're assisted uh, by Gardaí. The intention is that people will return to uh, the policing college, Templemore, in January uh, to complete their training. So there isn't going to be a significant gap. The, the, the basic level of training that's required is a critical element in ensuring that the individual Gardaí A, have sufficiently knowledgeable about the law and about uh, and sufficiently trained mm-hmm. uh, and that is that is not going to be compromised and this is an issue that we have been uh, very strong on since 2020 and it is something that will be reviewed against the three or four years that have elapsed since that initial COVID change in but the training. You're, you're happy to. You're happy that the guards who will be released onto uh, from from the college early before Christmas that they will be adequately trained to do their job. They will be adequately trained to do the job that they will be given to do because they will be assisting okay. Gardaí at the moment. Do you, as chairman of the policing authority, do you have full confidence in the Garda commissioner? I do. Unshaken by what has happened in the last week. When politicians express no confidence in the commissioner. Do you think that undermines him, his role, his position in the country um, and and his ability to do his job properly? One of the facts of my life since 1974, when I was appointed to a position in this organisation, is a frustration and a joy that I don't comment on political matters and I don't comment on statements made by politicians. But I will say, from whomsoever they come, that statements are expressions of no confidence at any time, but particularly at a time like now, are unproductive, unhelpful, and as unproductive now as they were a few months ago when other, another group is expressing no confidence. Bob Collins, Chairman of the Policing Authority, thank you for talking to us today. After the break, we'll stay with Justice Matters and that no confidence motion in the Minister for Justice. 